0: You're listening to the iRacer's Lounge podcast, featuring all your latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and much more. Now, here's your host, Mike Ellis, and Sim Racing Chewy Side.
1: Welcome to the iRacer's Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacer's Lounge is the podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chewyside55, Carlos, Jonas Hankins, Jeff Walton, Kyle Fleischman, and special guest, Dalton England. Hey, guys.
2: How's it going? Hey.
1: Hey. Well, here we go. We're starting our first of a weekly uh, rotation. We're going to try to do this podcast weekly. Uh, so hope you guys like it. Uh, we're going to record on Mondays and usually release on Tuesdays. So, uh, look forward on Tuesdays. Uh, moving forward, we got special guest Dalton England join us, uh, for the podcast here at Our Racers Lounge. Welcome Dalton.
3: Well, thanks for having me guys.
1: Hey, no problem. Uh, how, have you been a long time listener or how did you learn about the show?
3: Well, I've looked around in the forums, and I've had a few friends that have been on the podcast before, and I've took a listen and uh, really took a liking to it. You guys do a great job, and uh, it's just a pleasure to be a part of one.
1: Well, good, glad you're here with us. Uh, let's go through the interview portion of, of uh, your joining us here. The first qu- series of series of questions we have. But uh, when did you start on iRacing, and how'd you hear about iRacing?
3: Uh, I started in February of 2010, I uh, actually had a buddy of mine that was on the service for a few days and called me up and told me to come over to his house and try out this new game he found and um, ever since that night I went over there and tried it out, took a liking to it and uh, it was about a week later I decided to join the service and really haven't had any regrets since then.
1: That's a long term uh, membership there.
3: Yeah, it's uh, six years now, I guess you could say. <laughs> really hasn't felt like that much, but uh, yeah, it's been a good it's time. It's longer
1: than most, I would say. Uh, all right, well, cool. Uh, how often do you race these days?
3: I don't race official racing as much as I'd like to. I ran the first uh, eight races or so of NIS, the NASCAR and Series, and I've took a break from official racing a little bit, and I've, I've ran a league on the side, and I usually run that on a weekly basis if I have free time, uh, but I, I try to race at least once a week, and if I don't have time, I'll try to fit in another race the next week. Nice.
1: All right, so if you do run the official, you mentioned NIS, but uh, nothing since, huh?
3: Uh, I, I try to run the, the Class A Open Series, but uh, other than that, not much.
1: Okay. What kind of equipment do you have as far as wheels and pedals?
3: I've got the standard Driving Force GT uh, steering wheel and pedal set, nothing too special or fancy. It's been pretty old. I think it's about four years now I've had this one. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely old, just knocking the dust off of it since I haven't really ran much lately, but uh still works great.
1: Good. What about your uh, monitor setup or a computer
3: Oh yeah, I've only got one screen. It's a small 15-inch screen. Um, just try to do what I can. It's, uh,
1: Yikes, that's tiny.
3: It's it's definitely tricky when you're in the the big races, but uh, I don't really have too much of a problem with it. I mean, having it for at least five, six years now. I've had it since I joined iRacing. It's uh, I've you know I'm used to it by now.
1: Right. So, you do run uh, leagues? Do you have any that you're active in or any leagues you want to uh, mention?
3: Yeah, I run an uh, IWCR, it's a truck and cup league on Friday and Saturday nights, open set up, it's a lot of fun. Uh actually won the truck championship last season and this season I've just been on a little part-time schedule, come and go when I can from real life, but uh it's a it's a great league. There's about 40 guys each week in each series, so it's a lot of fun. Um, green flag a few cautions, but you know you always got that in every league.
1: You have people going home if it because it's right at forty. I mean, or
3: uh, no, it's a first come first serve basis pretty much, right? And uh, I don't think we've had a full field yet.
1: But close, it sounds
3: like. Yeah, very close.
1: And. Uh you know i noticed you you have a great i rating 5413 in oval uh what is the i rating over there at that iwcr i've heard of that league are they uh you know somewhere in the 3 to 5000 or are they under 3000 i mean what is most of the drivers over there
3: uh, there's there's a few really good drivers um, way better than me uh allen buzz dwc driver uh it, it's a mediocre league you know there's a few guys that struggle on a weekly basis There's a few guys that are really good on a weekly basis, but it's a really good league, a lot of competition. So, you know, um, every time you go into the race, you're not going to be running at the back or you're not going to be dominating. It's always a lot of fun.
1: Well, you talk like you're a slouch out there, but your winning percentage, as far as official oval, 16%. That's a pretty high number, actually. (laughs)
3: yeah i believe i've reached 3,000 starts now in the service i've really took a, a break over the past two years somewhere around 250 starts combined in the last two years so uh i mean it's most of those wins have came in lower classes but um in the uh gen six i've won a a good handful amount of races and uh, i just didn't enjoy running good it's uh I've had a few mediocre runs, but um, I'm, I'm just having fun. If I'm not getting wrecked, I'm having fun on the track. It's always a fun time to race against friends, competitors, and, you know, even rivals.
2: Sure, sure.
1: All right. Uh, next is, do you have any third-party software you run when you run iRacing? I mean, you have the tiny screen? I'm guessing not.
3: No, I, I don't.
1: All right. You really need additional screens for a lot of that kind of stuff, but uh Alright, well and uh part of are you part of a team? Uh, a lot of us run NIS anyway are, are in a team.
3: Yeah, I'm a part of Aero Precision Chassis Works. It's um a great team. There's about twenty five guys. But uh it's it's like a big family. It's you know, somewhere I can go and call my second family away from you know, real life or away from iRacing, I can, you know, always rely on them for having my back, and it's just a lot of fun, uh, a bunch of great guys, we actually have two uh, in-pass drivers, Nathan Wise and Taylor Hurst, so um, it's, it's always fun to run with them, and, you know, just see how they drive, and learn from them, and, you know, because obviously, I'm not in DWC or anything like that, so to learn from them, it's it's a lot of fun and just try to compare and see how close I am to him
1: well, yeah, good job you know getting on one of those power teams uh those big ones you can you can learn a lot there, and if you have talent, you can certainly move up
3: yeah, that's for sure um i I've, I've enjoyed the I think I've been here for about five months now, so it's been a lot of fun with the guys. Um, it's just a great team uh, it's probably one of the best teams I've ever been with, and it's just you know it's a, a huge family if something happens in one of our lives in serious matter, you know, we're always there for that person. And uh, that's what I love about them.
1: Nice. Yep, yep. We have a great team over here at Team tofosi as well. And uh, we're not a big team like that. Don't have any DWC drivers or anything, but uh, a lot of family uh, stuff like you mentioned, too. You know, uh, good friends. All right. Well, uh, the final question uh, we have is most memorable racing moment. What was it?
3: Who that's that's a tricky one right there. Um, I probably have to say I ran for my black stripe, or I guess you could say, in pass license DWC in 2015. I think it was first season. Um, I had a few really good races. I'd have to say my probably the most memorable one would be Gateway Motorsports Park, one in the um. The strength field race of the week where you can get the biggest points and the most amount, that that was probably the uh, one right there that has got to top the list. And if not that one, it's got to be Iowa. And uh, just being so close to making pro with some great finishes, and um, that's probably the most mem- memorable season and time I've had on this game.
1: Right. And boy, it takes a lot of dedication to go for that black license, doesn't it? In time and effort. And it sounds like you're pretty busy too with with your work. And uh, right now, you sit you're only racing once a week. So uh, that's not really uh, is that on the plan in the future to you know go towards that direction again? Or
3: I would love to. Uh, I believe it's two or three months is when the next next season or or whatever you want to say or series starts up to run for it. I'd love to. Um, I'm getting back into the real life racing. Kind of been a struggle so far this year, but hoping to get going here soon. So it's going to be if I can have enough time to do it. But I'd, I'd love to run for it, but I'm not going to make time for iRacing compared to real life. I'd just love to uh, take a break from this for a little while and maybe come back and try for it next year or in the following years.
1: Yeah, it certainly takes some effort when you're going for that. But, hey, you're on a good team. so uh, And you've yeah. got some experience, too. So, hey, go for it, I would say, if you can. Well, uh, welcome to the iRacer's Lounge. Uh we're gonna go through our topics. You're welcome to jump in uh wherever here. Thank you. uh the first one we're gonna hit up is the uh Peak Race Antifreeze series. Uh Kenny Humpy wins at Charlotte and uh dominating uh fashion as well, I understand, leading 168 of the 200 laps. And boy, doesn't that sound just like something like
4: Martin Truex did? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like something Mike Mike Skinner did in the trucks at Martinsville. Crazy, huh? And boy, I mean,
1: we haven't seen a run like that, I think, this year in the peak where somebody dominated like that.
3: Yeah, that's pure dominance by Kenny.
2: Yeah, so it says here uh, what happened
1: at the end, uh, the short story is Humpy and Alfala, along with nine others, chose to stay on track for the shootout and hope their track position would overcome worn tires. Uh, So there was a late caution
2: and so forth, but it felt like he, you know, he deserved it. He ran, he led all those laps and. All right. So, uh, that, that's Kenny Humpy. Uh, we've had him on the podcast
1: before and, uh. He's got himself a win at Charlotte, so congrats, uh, Kenny. Uh, I actually uh, uh, hit him up on Facebook and said congratulations, I believe, uh, after he was posting about it. But All right, Jeff, you want to talk about the next one?
5: Yeah, we're going to talk about the 2016 iRacing World Championship GP. Results from round eight. I uh, apologize if I get the names wrong. It would be Martin Crunk. Uh he finished first with a twenty point nine second lead. Frunkin. Uh yeah. Um you got Greg Hutu in second, Graham Carroll and third, uh be your top three. And you got the standings right now would be uh Martin Crunk with a two eighty-eight um lead on points. You got Greg Hutu followed by two seventy-five and Oi. Hakali, I guess, with a two hundred and eleven
2: points. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yep.
1: I actually missed this race, so I don't have any commentary about it, uh, unfortunately.
5: Um, there was one driver, um, De Jong, I guess, believe his name. Um, second lap of his race. Um, he says his car unexpectedly pulled right. He ran the wall and retired. Oh, Mitchell uh, his, De Jong. His uh, his sim um, froze.
1: Yeah, he's the uh, he's the Cal- guy from California
2: that runs the uh, the rallycross for real. He's a real race car driver. That's awesome. Yeah, he does a good job over there and keeping up with the aliens, as I call them.
4: That was definitely <laughs> a that was definitely a big lead there. He had a what a twenty so second uh, lead on him. on the yeah on the rest of the field. That is
1: uh, a good point there.
5: And uh, Graham Carroll, he got his first debut, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, his first podium um, in this series, I believe.
2: Nice. All right, so we'll keep watching that, uh, see if
1: Hutu can defend his uh, championship. Uh, Kyle, what's up next? Well, next on the docket would be the uh, 24-hour race at Nuremberg Ring.
6: Um, uh, I didn't participate in the event, but I know our team had a car there, and I'll turn it over to Carlos to, to talk more about that.
0: Well, shit, oh, um, let's see, obviously, a long race, tons of cars out there, multiple classes. Let's see, we did pretty well, I ended up being the the first driver to wreck, but... Everyone pretty much did the same thing, but we were in, you know, position to win that thing late into the night, I guess, and I don't know, really wouldn't know what to say about it, it was a crazy race, we were in the slowest car out there, which was the Mazda MX-5, so them cars come up fast, the Audis, them things were just ridiculously quick when they catch you, you don't know where, so you're not really looking out front, you're looking more in the mirror to see if these guys are going to kill you, because sometimes they will because they don't pay attention, but... That's how it was not our split, at least. And it was fun. We all uh... Even though we had damage, we somehow got it fixed, and I guess I'll bring this up. A lot of people had issues with a bug of some sort to where you could get damage in the Mazda, but it would not fix it, even though it would say required, but it'd fix it, and then it would go away, and you go out there, and your freaking suspension's destroyed. So, hell, if one of our... One of our teammates, I think it was Matt Bully, I think, one of our teammates uh, wrecked it, and we were in position to win because the previous leaders had that, had an issue earlier. And uh, yeah, they were fighting that bug, and we were gaining laps here and there. And then it got to the point where we got damaged, we experienced the bug, I think, where it wouldn't fix completely. And we we're just trying to. You know, by the time we fixed our car, got around, them guys would be back be back out, so we could never gain anything on them at all. And ended up uh, with a B2 finish.
1: So uh. I have a question. I Matt said something about they would go out, and they would tow back in, and then they would go out again, and they would tow back in again. And you kept doing it over and over. I didn't really understand that.
0: Yeah, I don't think that he meant that they gained time. You know, like over them. It's just that we were out of time. That by the if they kept doing that, we were only gaining probably twenty seconds every time, and we needed a lot of that. We were eight laps down, and that's why we never. It would take like six laps to get one lap back. Oh, because they were to lose all that time. But apparently, by the time we got around, we weren't really gaining enough to, you know, do anything about it.
1: So the leader in class. Let me make sure I understand. Was going out wrecking and then towing back every lap there at the end or something?
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I think they were trying to get it around, but they ended up wrecking, so they had to keep towing or something like that. I don't know. I didn't really see what catch what happened there at the lead average, but from what I saw, that's what was going on.
5: From what I got out of Matt was they were pulling out of pit road right as soon as pit road ended, stop, tow the car back to pit road, and they were running faster lap times than uh the guys on a team running an actual lap
1: because the car was so damaged probably the tow is faster than a lap is what you're saying
5: yeah so, that's, yeah, what he so would that's what I heard
1: too is something like that they were going out they were towing back every lap
2: and i i mean hey
5: you did to get a win but i don't agree with that
1: yeah, it's probably protestable if you guys really wanted to push it, but uh, a second place in class, congrats. congrats. That's oh, that's, that's uh, all that was really running. good. And you were short on drivers, weren't you?
0: Oh yeah, we had a guy who didn't show up, so we managed. I don't know, Matt really uh, decided to do another stand or so. I don't know what he what else he said, but I think our newer, you know, the teammates we found for that race, you know, they helped out big time, and you know, that's what got us to the end.
1: Well, hey, good job, Carlos, for uh, you managed uh, this this effort uh, as team manager as far as scheduling and coordination and recruiting, you had to recruit drivers, and it was quite an effort. Uh, Really good job, though.
0: So what does this, like, bring into the six hours?
1: Well, that's uh, down the schedule, or down our list here, but you can talk about it if you want, but that's the next big endurance race, right? Watkins Glen?
0: plan on running two cars there.
1: Yeah, and with six hours, I think you'll probably get, and because everyone has the track, you'll probably get full team involvement.
2: Yep. All right, so uh, next up on our list, let's move on.
1: Uh, Uh, iRacing put out a news blast on June 2nd. Two dozen sim racers are going to compete in the 12th and final round of the European MX Cup at Lime Rock Park, Park in hopes of earning a ride in the real global MX-5 Cup car later this year. And so they had the race, and people have been selected, apparently. So, so it's is that, this a
0: lot like the Gran Turismo Driving Academy or something like that?
1: Well, yeah, you race in iRacing, and you do well enough, you get promoted to a real... Racing event with it's a Mazda. Uh, Hell, actually,
0: thing. wasn't that very similar to Wyatt Gooden when he ran that Volkswagen series one day? Then he got a real life ride in one.
1: Yeah, this happens uh, all the time. All right. Oh, it's happening again. Is what's going on? <laughs> it looks like it's European Cup only, though. So uh, yeah, it might be slated for Europeans only. Uh yeah. So that uh, that goes into that one. Uh, now we're going to go into NIS. Uh, NASCAR iRacing series, and uh, we had Poconono, as I call it, (laughs) Um, and we did, uh, I'll mention uh, uh, my teammate Brad Wren, who's usually on with us, but couldn't make it today. Brad, uh, I have to apologize, I ran over him in the league race on Monday at Pocono in uh, the tunnel turn, Uh, we were side by side, excuse me, he was in front of me. We were side-by-side side with two other cars. We were double-wide going through there, and I just missed the braking point and ran over him, and it ruined his diet. And, but apparently, that I wasn't the only one to run over him. and He got ran over all week long and really had a bad week.
2: Yep. Uh, so let's go through uh, results. Jeff, how did you do?
5: <laughs> um, we started the car... Everyone's complaining about being loose. We tried, tried, and then to get a set Wednesday night, came out, track temperature was 119. We hadn't seen that at all in, in practice rooms. Uh, I spun three times on my own, didn't hit anything, saved the car. Um, got on team chat with the guys and said, look, what can we start throwing at this car to try and make it better? Um, was 40 to go, we got it better. Um, I spun it the last time I was moved all the way up to second place. Uh, we ended up getting a restart, a green-white checkered. Um, the three cars in front of me took stayed on old tires. Uh, restart, they all spun tires and got squirrely. Went a turn one, and they decided to make it five wide in the turn one. So I finished 10th with two laps down. Um, people don't know how to use the brake.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty typical, uh, what what I've heard so far. Kyle, you've had pretty good results. Yeah, I had
6: a uh, top five finish on Wednesday night. In the setup that I'd put up in the team folder there ran real solid. Um, I think what dominated for me and my split in particular was the fact that I was able to get into turn one a lot better. I had a later breaking than most, so... Um, That allowed me to get off a turn pretty well. Uh, As far as the fixed series this week, I had horrible, horrible runs. I ran two races there this week. Just couldn't get the hang of that fixed setup. So uh, I think I ended up finishing last night with my best result of a 12th place finish. And I dropped uh, five positions in the standings, so I'm still uh, 4th
1: place in the open. And I think I dropped to 8th in the fixed series. Well, that's a good place to be in points at this point in the season, so keep that up, and yeah, nice top five, for sure. Uh, Dave, I saw you join. Dave Smith, our only winner on the team last week, uh, or here at Pocono. uh,
2: Congratulations. Oh, I can't hear you. I see you keyed up. There we go.
7: Yep. Well, I had the... uh... The week I expected to have going into Pocono, I, I absolutely love Pocono. Uh, I uh, led a bunch of laps there Wednesday in the uh, the open race. I, I tried doing the fixed. I had poor results. I didn't uh, quite able to get the handle of that setup. But uh, in the open, I was able to lead the second most laps, and I, I got the win. And uh, Then I turned around on uh, Sunday morning. And I actually ran the uh, Sunday morning open, and uh, I took a different setup. I decided I was going to use uh, Sunday as a bit of a test session for the fall race here at Pocono. So I went with a totally different setup, and it wasn't great. I had to make a couple of adjustments there throughout the duration of the race. I got it better there uh, in the late stages of the race. I got got to the point. I led a couple laps. And uh, I ended up actually losing the front end of the car there at the last run, and I lost the lead on the last lap. I just couldn't get it to go through the tunnel turn one more time for me. But I, right. I still had a good good finish there. I finished second.
1: Wow, it sounds like a pretty good week for you.
7: Yeah, it was.
1: Well, congratulations, because uh, almost everybody else really kind of had a bad time, it seems like. And uh, But, boy, you got the win. That's great. Uh, how many NIS wins is that this year?
7: Uh, I believe that puts me... Five? Yes, that is at two. Two NIS wins. Two, okay. For the Open Series. I don't know what it is. for the I want to say
1: five totals, my, from what I remember, but...
7: Yeah, like I said, you know here uh previously i've i've dialed back to fixed i i felt like i was i was out of the running so i wanted to focus on the on the open and i made a bit of a, a point gain this week i'm currently sitting fourth in open points
1: nice
7: but like i said last week you know i, I was looking forward to pocono I, I always seem to do well there i can normally hit on a uh a good driving setup. They, uh, I do have to say that the uh, the temperature change in the track that threw me for a loop and I struggled there for a while. I didn't end up uploading a setup for the team because I thought in all honesty, anything, everything I had that I worked on, I thought it was garbage. But it, it turns out it was garbage. It was just better garbage than everybody else.
2: Yep. Yep. All right, well, hey, good run. Uh Thank let's you. look let's look at the other uh side
1: of the spectrum, Jonas Hankins.
4: Uh it's not been too good the whole season really for me. Uh ever since this uh, this last update we got. But uh I ran the open side uh I got raked out and I think I got a 12th or something. But uh I didn't go into the uh fixed side, but I think the new updates get to come out, and hopefully, you know, it would be a little better for me. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, been kind of struggling. I've been really struggling this season, and hopefully it will turn around here pretty soon. Yeah, I,
1: I think you were on Wednesday with us, but you were out pretty early in the race. They got wrecked,
4: huh? Yeah, it was actually uh, lap one or so. Yeah. yeah, it was real early, huh? Yeah, went in the first turn and uh I guess they wanted to go four wide and I didn't realize it was that many, you know, wide, but yeah, I got into it and uh took me out. Man,
1: That's pretty bad, you know, NIS race. Lap one,
4: you're out, you know, it's just like uh Yeah, this this uh this uh downforce uh deal is really I'm really uh struggling with it. I know they trying to get it like the, the real cars and all, but I'm just, I'm really struggling. I just can't get my head around it. Yeah, I to take
1: more off, too.
4: Yeah. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh,
1: sorry to hear that, Jonas. That was a tough uh, pill to swallow on Wednesday, I'm sure. Uh, some other teammates we'll talk about that are not here, Jose Pabon. Unfortunately, his bad luck continues. He got a 22nd and open, 14th and fixed. Uh, He's getting wrecked out. It seems like late in the race at this point. It seems like in the last part of it, which is even more of a bummer, because you run good all night and then get wrecked. Uh, Brad Wren got wrecked out every time he, he ran, but he did get a 14th and open and 26th and fixed. And then I wrecked him out of the league race. So, uh, insult to injury there. Brad Miller, he got 20th and open, 8th and fixed. Nice, uh, top 10 for Brad. I ran with him, uh, throughout the weekend and, uh, he's a great teammate to run with. Carlos, uh, you 10th and 10th. Yep. You like those numbers? What do you think?
0: Well, at that point, I had to kind of settle for it, because remember, we had the 24-hour race still, and I was already busy at this point, but I don't know. One thing I do want to talk about is a freaking number of cautions we've had lately in these races. I mean, they go good for the rest of the, you know, beginning of the race have actually been really good green flag runs. I'm not going to lie, but when people drive, like I'm showing on screen here, it's no wonder why cautions happen, you know, I mean, just people drive over their heads, and I actually kind of... Did the same thing when I took... I got into an old teammate of ours, which is Alan Pajari, and I did not mean to get into him. I actually felt really bad about it, but... You know, it's racing. I had to kind of close the gap, but I didn't see him. Yeah, that's the one downside of having a freaking single-screen monitor, you know? You can't really see your surroundings. At least I can't. I don't know. 10th place, I'll take it. What was the one, in open? I think I lucked into that. The other one was fixed, and I was close to having 9th almost by an inch or two, but yeah, I tried. It was It's actually a really good race, the one that uh the fixed was up until the last 15 laps, but up until then, I'm pretty sure I could have got third, probably up to third place, but a caution came out and made me have to do some desperate things with uh two tires, and that's when things got interesting. Either way, it was a fun week.
5: Carlos, um, you're talking about cautions. Our Wednesday night Pocono uh, Open race and the split I was in, we had 40 laps of cautions. Out of how many oh laps total? God. Out of 80 laps race. Half the race was under caution. Yeah, That's just bad. We it took us 10 times I think to get lap one done. <laughs> Yeah, you're in
1: one of those lower splits, and those are almost comical. But
0: And it's just so painful one here under caution, because it's so boring. You can't, it's so long. Well,
1: yeah, you were saying, Carlos, we, you wish you had autopilot for the caution.
0: Yeah, you know, like a pit limiter, just have it do it on its own, while you go to the bathroom or something.
1: Right, why uh, not? I mean, they have that in the Teslas, you know, where they cars drive themselves. It's real. I mean, why can't, you know, we, it's kind of a neat idea.
0: I, mean, I wouldn't want it. It's alright, but you know that'd be that's an idea to put out there.
5: I, I made a joke. Hey, this is a one. I don't need to pit anymore the rest of the race. I've got enough fuel mileage. It said 120 laps to end. You're improve. probably right.
1: <laughs> you probably could have pitted on lap 12 or something and made it the whole way if you had that many cautions.
5: It was just ridiculous. I Again, I think it just goes back to give and take. Everyone's trying to win lap 1 Let's get some rubber on the track. Let's have some fun. Well,
1: you heard Jonas, four wide, turn one, lap one, and he gets wrecked out.
5: That's the way mine ended.
7: Yeah, I think uh, the Sunday morning um, open race, I'm not exactly 100% sure what happened, but Matt Boley, um, one of our teammates, he he got into something there at the very start of the race, And I think it was within the first five laps, if I'm not mistaken. So he ended up sitting on pit road for the next half hour, getting a new motor. And somebody actually commented on how quick he actually was for it being as damaged as he was. And I I feel bad for Matt because if he was that fast with damage, I got to believe he would have had an awesome run with a complete intact car.
1: Yeah, he's the one guy we didn't mention yet. Matt Boley finished 20th in open, and he had a fourth in the fix.
7: I
5: believe Matt can only do one race each a week, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he has busy schedule. Same day, too. And he helped on the 24 hour
2: race, too. Oh, yeah. So uh, kudos to Matt. Top five. Nice.
1: So, Pocodono, uh any final thoughts there? or uh, Let's talk about Michigan coming up.
7: Well, I'll give final thoughts to Pocono real quick. I can't wait to go back. I think I've got a good setup uh, that I tried out Sunday morning that uh, I'll be able to share with the team, and we'll be able to put together some good results. And then moving on to Michigan, another track I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get there and go fast. That place is going to be insanely fast. This year with the uh, the new Downforce package, I think, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's looking forward to Michigan and Pocono. Remember, we're back there in six weeks. Which, by the way, Pocono shouldn't have a second NASCAR race, in my opinion.
7: I disagree.
1: Uh, Six weeks apart? Come on, at least you know. Well,
7: yeah, space them apart a little bit. They need to separate them
0: like Dover.
1: If they separated them, I wouldn't have a problem. It's just like. Weren't we just here? Every time we, we go
2: to that second Pocono race, I'm just like, "What?"
5: I just Michigan, wish the weather. Same way. I wish the weather be more realistic. They know the track is not going to be 119 degrees on Sunday,
0: and then the next day is 80.
1: And then practice—you can't practice in the same thing that you race—is what we always find.
0: It's just too big of a swing.
7: Well. It, you know, we've touched on this subject before, so I don't know if we got to go too deep yeah. into it. But I think it's a, a work in progress. You know, they'll get there eventually, I do believe. It's just going to, you know,
0: take some time. I still don't see why they don't just use real weather. I mean...
1: So, let me go over my result real quick. I didn't really hit that. 17th and open, 13th and fixed. Not a great... I mean, that 13th was actually some pretty good points, considering... Uh, what happened was, uh, on, 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 uh, I ran the fixed, I couldn't handle, uh, I I ran the fixed set because I couldn't handle the team set. I got that team set under me and I kept spinning out. It was too loose. So I went to the fixed set last minute It ended up, it was slow, you know, and, and this was in the open race. So, Uh, everyone was faster than me. I was, I spun it late in the race, ended up 17th Thursday. I ran the same set, obviously, but it felt looser on Thursday for whatever reason. Uh, I ended up losing the back end out of three bounced off the wall. I took some cars out. I felt real bad about that. Uh, the car was, Not too damaged, but slow, but I had a late caution, pitted for tires, restarted 19th, got up to 13th on a late restart. So uh, that was a, kind of a fun run on Thursday. Uh, I do want to mention I got yelled at under caution uh, by Trevor Dalton and Jay Collins. They thought I had something to do with them running into each other under caution, but what happened was everyone was checking up in front of me, and I kind of Checked up, too, and kind of darted to the right so I wouldn't run into somebody, which happened to be Trevor uh, in front of me. And uh, Trevor apparently ran into Jay Collins, and then he started yelling at me saying, well, Ellis was going to run into me, so I ran into you. And somehow that was my fault. So I don't know. Uh, I looked at the replay. I never touched anybody. I don't know what those guys uh, were thinking. I have to race these guys every week. So I certainly didn't mean anything. And uh, uh, even though I didn't touch anybody, uh, those guys thought I did something there, but not sure. Uh, The weekend was pretty bad. Saturday and Sunday, I wrecked. Uh, They wrecked up in front of me, and there was just no way to miss it. And Poconos feels like that's the case a lot of times, especially when you're off three or even off two. The track just blocks up.
5: You're also on that edge of being out of control, and you're kind of just stuck in your line.
2: Yeah, it just seems harder at this track to miss stuff for some reason. All right, one other that's, thing, Yeah.
7: One other thing I'll throw out there real quick while we're on the subject of Pocono. I also got, uh I believe it was one or two wins in the... uh Fixed truck series this week as well, so Pocono treated me well.
1: Well, I would say so. uh you're ready for them to come back to Pocono in six weeks. I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, good run there, Dave. Uh, all right, let's jump down the list. Next topic, Jeff.
5: All right, the Ford Fusion is coming to iRacing. A picture was leaked on the forums. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like an amazing, beautiful car.
2: I might have to go buy this. So,
1: so they redid the the front of the grill to match the 2016 yeah. version. That's really what it is. It's pretty much the same car as it was before, but there are it's been updated to 2016 specs is I, the way I understood it.
0: Actually, all the cars get the visual side of the low down force and digital dashes.
1: Right. And that's coming up in the build tomorrow, which we're going to talk about here shortly. One thing about this picture, Jeff, I saw this picture too. And you tell me that's not a real race car. It certainly looks like it. I mean, if you yeah. look at it, you can't tell if it's real or digital.
5: It, exactly. I mean, you can, you can see the fine, like, little lines of the paint. I mean, it, it looks amazing.
1: It's a very high-res picture, by the way. Um, as well so
2: yeah it's hard to tell and it looks great All right, Kyle what do you got next
6: next up on the docket would be car engineer Eric Hudek is now gone from uh, iRacing he was part of the original development team and he's leaving after seven years of service with iRacing
1: yikes that's a key member too
3: yeah, it's gonna definitely bite because he's been around the Gen 6 car that we've all ran and, and NIS love. and whatnot. Yeah, and love it. And uh, I mean, you he is it. the
1: Gen 6 car. I mean, it it it's he's the one who models how it handles and stuff and the power and the downforce and all that.
3: Not taken away from him or anything. It could it could lead to something better or it could lead to something worse. But he definitely did a great job while he was here. Thanks to him. Well, yes.
6: on, on better news, he's leaving iRacing to take a position with uh, Richard Childers Racing. So kudos to him and good luck to him in the future.
2: That's yes. awesome.
1: Yes, and uh, Steve Myers also mentioned they're looking for his replacement. They got a guy in mind who has been recommended by Eric Hudek, who's also from the business of NASCAR. So it sounds like they're they're filling it with someone of similar caliber. So I don't think we need to be too worried. But uh, this, you know, this certainly could
2: have an effect, you know, because uh, this guy certainly had his fingers in everything. Okay. Uh, next up is me. Uh, we're going to talk about Watkins
1: Glen, Six Hours. They announced this, I think, earlier today. And the uh, car list is the Corvette DP, Audi, BMW, and Mercedes rough C-spec. Uh, Carlos, you already mentioned you want to run two cars, huh?
0: Well, it depends if we uh, if we get those other two guys that ran with their 24 race. Because I they said, they're up for another you know, endurance. So if we can get them, we might be able to run three. Thinking of well, a Corvette, a GT3, and a C spec. I'm guessing.
1: Well, you count just... count me in, but I want to run the fastest one, whichever oh, yeah, that mean,
0: is. Yeah, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do that with you. I and mean, you're gonna run the Corvette. And then from there on, I guess we'll decide. We gotta see what's going on. But yeah, I actually like the car list there. The C spec's gonna be a fun addition.
1: Right. And how is that in speed compared to those other ones?
0: Well, it has pretty much identical straight-line speed to the GT3s, but the cornering, it's the slowest of the three.
2: All right. And it looks like the event is June 25th, which is, is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, June 25th is a Saturday, so. uh, So, yeah, we're going to try to run that. Two weeks from Saturday, yep. Well, you've got to get
1: organized if we're only a couple of weeks out, so um, yep. good thing we mentioned that. If you guys are running it, get and get going.
0: I should have a set for the Corvette.
1: All right. Jeff, what's up next?
5: iRacing.com will be coming down for deployment of the 2016 Season 3 release. Uh, the maintenance will affect all iRacing.com regions and members. We'll be unable to host or join sessions. We've been through this before. Um. let's see here. What else? The downtown, I'm sorry, downtime schedule should be Tuesday. It tomorrow.
1: So it'll probably be done by the people, most people when they listen to this, uh, as a podcast. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're recording this the night before the, the downtime. And, uh, the highlights there, Jeff, uh, listed on the next page there, uh, Imbola, a new track is coming. Uh, we got the NASCAR new spoiler, the NASCAR Ford new front end, and the digital dashes for the NASCAR. And don't forget, you can do the testdrive.iracing.com during the uh, downtime.
5: Um, the dynamic track service now includes dust and gravel. That'd be kind of neat. Yep.
3: Oh, I can't go off-riding anymore during the races. Gosh.
5: And it says it will affect tire grip, which I don't know if that's new or not. I
3: think it is. It all sounds
4: new.
6: Yeah, I believe what I heard about it is if somebody goes off track, they can throw dirt on the track, and then the next next time you come into that turn or whatever, if you go over that dirt, it can upset your car. So it adds a little bit of uh, realism to it. Right.
5: Also said they've added the ability to retrieve more accurate statistics... On incident points for all racers, even in replay mode. So that should be helpful.
7: Yeah, if okay. I could only get the uh, the netcode portion of it headed in the uh, the right direction as well. I, I know it's difficult, and they're trying, but there's still a bit of a gap to be bridged there.
5: Yes. And then the final note. Um, All new installations of iRacing will now default to DirectX 11.
2: Right. So DirectX
1: 9 is optional uh, still, and it's not phased out completely, but if you were to start, it would assume you're doing DirectX 11. And they did do some more uh, support with uh, Oculus Rift is now supported uh, with DirectX 11 in this build. So a lot of people waiting for that. Um, Is there anything else in the actual release notes you want to cover? I mean, we just covered the uh, highlights of the build, but there's actually a lot of stuff there, guys. It's the three month build. It's a lot of little fixes. If you want to go through the release notes, go find them. Uh, There's a lot of stuff there, but uh, we hit, we hit the big ones anyway.
4: Me personally, uh, I've, I've been kind of waiting for the digital dashes. Uh, been waiting for a pretty good while for them, but uh, I'm pretty happy with the way it's going. Uh, they put in a lot of work into it and you know that's what uh, you know that's why I keep coming around because they keep uh, improving it and making it better and just like I uh, uh, think it was Dave, I'm, no it might have been Cal saying that the dirt that's pretty cool. That is awesome. I like it.
5: Yeah, well, I've seen the digital dash. There is a track bar gauge. Do not get your hopes up. I don't know if any track bar controls are coming up yet.
1: And it's still a question in my mind anyway on these dashes. Are you going to be able to cycle between different ones with a button or something?
3: Yeah, I, I believe know. they said it was on an f8 box so i'd assume while being in the sim and i guess you could say on the track you could change between the three options we are given
1: cool cool yeah exciting i'm ready for the next build for sure yep all right that means what kyle week 13 week 13 where they have the tube frame twister,
6: they're putting the Aston Martin DBR9 and the Corvette C6R GT1 cars up against the Radical SR8 late model Monte Carlo, super late model, and the Street Shock Chevy from Monza and Watkins Glen to the Charlotte Road Course.
0: Oh, man, the late models are a blast. at all them tracks.
2: Oh, yes. Well, with the Corvette out there, too? Crazy. Seems like it's going to be a lot of power and speed. Yeah, I just want to be in the fastest one. But that <laughs> kind of looks like fun, doesn't it? It'd be
5: fun to take Superlame all around.
2: And these, and that, that particular
1: one, the tube frame twister, I believe is uh, non-official. So it doesn't affect your
2: IR or SR. So that's going to be something like the Carburetor Cup is... Right, it's just for the Week 13.
7: The only thing in Week 13 I'm looking forward to is the build. That's going to include the, the uh, Digital Dash. I'm looking forward to that, obviously. And Michigan. Other than that, I'm going to treat it as uh, an off week and not do a lot of uh, extracurricular activities and... Just do my NIS open races. Maybe I'll attempt the uh, the fix, and that'll be it for week 13 for me.
3: I second that one.
1: Okay. All right, next up, uh, next topic I'll hit is... Uh, oh, you missed one there, Kyle. There's one more. The figure eight uh, is racing on week 13. Oh, yes, I did miss that. The figure
6: eight will return with the uh, Audi R8. The BMW oh, Z4 and the Mercedes AMG GT3, and once the new build is released, they'll be running the World Series of Renault Imola. The new track. New track.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> that might be fun. All right, next topic. Uh, I uh, I Race for Life seminar. Uh, we re- remember they had this uh, recently, and there were all you know YouTube videos coming. Well, one of them came out is the interview of Russell Hodgson of Z1 Dashboard. We always talk about Z1 Dashboard, a lot of us use it, uh third-party software, and he did an interview there and uh it's a nice interview over on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to learn more about that product, I'd probably recommend watching that. Um and he talks about the different, you know, functionality and different things it does. It's a good introduction to the software. Uh, That's by Inside Sim Racing. Uh, Jeff, what else did they put up?
5: They put up an uh, iRacing David Carter and Ray Alfafa put up a car advanced iRace for Life. Um, It's a video um, of them doing a setup class, and then they start with the base setup of Texas, and they go into advanced tuning of the setup.
0: Can they ever pick a different track to do this on?
2: I don't think think it really matters so much. I don't think it so much
6: matters as a track as it does that anybody that struggles with uh, building setups and making in-car adjustments during the race if you if you struggle with that stuff and you watch that video it could help you really wrap a, your head around being able to at least build yourself something solid stable to run during a race uh, I personally watched the video a few times and uh, I thought they touched on a lot of good topics in that race to uh, help some of these, especially these newer guys that are just coming into the service.
7: I think uh, them choosing Texas is, uh, you know, one, you know, mile and a halfs are always the the popular go-to for everybody, and two, given the location of where they do the seminar.
1: Yeah, they're in Texas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That could be why.
7: Yep. Yeah, I'm sure both of those have uh, some sort of factor into why, why they do it that way. I, I, I'd be curious to see uh, them do, uh, you know, just once, touch on the road course side of things with these stock cars, just to kind of see what you do uh, on a road course to get those cars to handle.
1: I don't know. Can David Cater set up a road course car? I assume he could.
7: I'm sure he could set up anything with four wheels if you give him the time.
1: Yeah, he's he's very well educated. You can tell by the way he talks. I watched, I'll admit, only the first part of the video because I kind of got lost after a little, part, a little bit. It just kind of went right over my head.
7: I watched the whole video, and, and for anybody, you know... If you're a a person that's advanced in building a setup or just starting out, there's probably something in there that you could take away from. You know, sit there and watch the whole video. and uh, the way I actually did it, and it worked out very well for me, I actually built my second Pocono setup off of this information after I watched the video. So if you would go and watch the whole video, and, you know, take notes if you have to, but uh, take in that information and then immediately go into a test on track session and start applying that information that you just learned. You are bound to find something that you didn't know. And it'll help out a lot. Well,
1: you had a good run at Pocono, so, man, maybe it has a correlation there. Yeah,
6: that's eventually There was a thing that he touched on really right there towards the beginning of the of the uh the video that could really help a lot of what we
2: talked about earlier with these guys that are going four wide into turn one at Pocono. Um they were All right. Well we lost your mic there, Kyle. Uh
6: they're putting the uh these guys that are going into these turns and they're late breakers, hard breakers, going in. When you're putting more weight on that right front tire, you're going to wear it off quicker. And these guys that are just holding back and rolling it into the turn after 10 or 15 laps, you wonder why they're passing you so much. And that's why, you know, you got to you got to learn some throttle control. Is is what this new build is all about. Is more throttle control, less uh, hard running. Yeah, no if you don't get run over. Getting on
0: getting on throttle, there's none. Yeah, because if you're late to the throttle, you're going to lose time no matter what. But entry, it's huge, you know. It's a great bit of information there.
2: So you watch part of it too, Carlos?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying what I experience when I drive.
2: Right. Yeah, it is good
1: information. Uh, the guys obviously know what they're doing, you know.
0: Well, after I was not a champion for nothing.
7: After watching that video, I know a little bit better of what I'm doing.
1: All right. Well, that's good stuff there. Check that out. Uh, Inside Sim Racing
2: YouTube channel. Uh, Hardware. Kyle, what's up first? Uh, first is the single curve monitor. If going
6: single, is it a good idea versus flat?
1: So, yeah, it was an interesting question in the forum somebody brought up, but you know, hey, I'm staying single, I'm not going the triples. Should I get a curve versus flat? What do you guys think?
7: Uh, depends what you do. Pers- I don't see a downfall to it, but my personal take is it's still not gonna be better than triple monitors. Uh you're not really gonna get a wider viewing angle out of it. I don't I don't think. I I could be wrong, but I think the uh the difference between a flat and a curved isn't gonna be very significant.
2: Yeah. Another
1: thing I posted this in here for was part of the conversation, uh, as you scroll down through this thread is, uh, this guy, Chin, thanked Cole from Australia. He put up pictures of his rig where he has a, uh, uh, single 34 inch curved widescreen monitor. And it's one of those ultra wides. That we've talked about previously, and I've always wondered what eye racing looks like on it, and you, and
2: this gives you a good shot. It's a very limited view. Uh, the FOV is really bad. Not you bad.
7: So really, it's it's not getting any closer to a triple screen experience doing it that way, correct?
1: No, not at all, because you're still running the game of the flat screen.
0: To be honest, it looks a lot like the seat. I'm going to say 10, 24, 12, 80 monitors. It looks like two of them stacked together. So you're still missing out on the extra width, no matter what.
1: Yep. It, there's no value at all in, in these, uh, these ultra wide monitors that until we get as wider. far as I racing goes that I, I've seen, but, uh, you know, people yeah, have questions and stuff and we always talk about it. So, okay, moving on, uh, AMD has announced uh, their new card in response to, uh, last week we talked about the, the 10, G- GTX 1080 and 1070 cards by NVIDIA. So AMD has announced a $200 Radeon RX 480 video card that gets gamers virtual reality
2: ready. So, have you taken a look at this? I personally haven't, because I just personally
1: upgraded to the 390X. Yeah, so now they got the RX 480, and uh, it's what I would call an entry-level card that really gets you enough horsepower to run Oculus Rift and that kind of stuff.
0: Well, it's it's pretty much like... AMD's been for years, you know. They may not have the most powerful stuff out there, but their price for, you know, their performance for dollar or whatever is really, really good. Right. And it's
2: half the price of the 1070.
1: Um, They also mentioned that the card is uh, also roughly as capable as NVIDIA's $330 R9 390 from last year. AMD's
0: 390? Right.
2: So lots of video cards new on the market
1: from both companies right now. So uh, lots to choose from. Uh, Carlos, uh, were you going to move on the 1070 or what?
0: I'm still with the 1070. I just got to wait for it.
1: Oh, you ordered it.
0: No, I can't even order it yet. Can't find one anywhere.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So you still have the availability problem. Oh, yeah. All right. And you were waiting for the companies to announce, uh, their own versions too, right? Yeah.
0: More aftermarket stuff. Right. Cool.
1: All right, Jeff, what do you got next?
5: Uh, we're going back to that, uh, with Chen about the, uh, single 34 inch curved monitor. I mean, he states that he wishes that he kept the triple 27s. He said it's great, but he's missing a lot of his field of view, um, And he just received a Rift CV1 and hoping to try that out soon. Um, But the field of view and monitors, this is not my specialty. I mean, Mike... um, That's the same same one topic
1: we just did on above.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yep.
1: Yep. Okay, we can go. We can move on past that. Kyle, what's next? Next would be the
6: the recent Windows 10 update that... uh, installed the Logitech download assistant that's caused a lot of problems for people that are running Logitech wheels and uh, the steps to do to fix it so that it identifies your wheel correctly on your system.
1: Yeah, I think we mentioned this last week that it was a problem, but we didn't mention a solution. And and I can say it real in a sentence here, what the solution is. If you go Start menu, right-click on My Computer, and go to uh, Manage. There you have the Device Manager, and in there you can, you'll can you see the wheel, and you can, like, hit right-click, Update Driver Software. You, that's you, how you update drivers, and that's really the solution. Don't uninstall anything. Don't reinstall anything. Just go into the Windows Device
2: Manager and, and update the drivers there. That's really the answer Okay, and that
1: wraps up uh hardware and our show, so let's go through uh final thoughts uh let's go through the room, Kyle, you're up first.
6: Oh, well, I'm looking forward to getting out of Pocono and uh like my brother said earlier, I'm looking forward to a vacation as I do every week thirteen i don't I try not to dump a bunch of SR and i r during week thirteen so I will stick with the open and fixed race at uh, Michigan and take the rest of the week off to recoup for
1: another 12 weeks. 10-4 there. Uh, Dave, final thoughts?
7: Yeah, just once again, uh, looking forward to going back to Pocono and uh, going to Michigan. And uh, hopefully I'll have a, a good week. Hopefully uh, a couple of you other guys will have a, a better week. And uh, looking forward to this uh, new build coming out tomorrow, the Digital Dash. I've been, been waiting and talking about that for a couple of weeks now, so I'll be happy to, to uh, finally experience that. And then we move on to uh, Sonoma. That'll be fun. But uh, just looking forward to doing some racing. Well,
1: there you go. Uh, Dalton England, final thoughts.
3: I'd like to thank you guys for letting me come on here tonight, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this new update coming tomorrow. It's always a a good time to see what iRacing's been working on, you know, the past three months, or something they've been working on for a while, uh, and and getting to try out new stuff. Um, They're always on top of the stuff, and I give them an A-plus for their efforts. Uh, Definitely a great thing, and uh, looking forward to Michigan
1: all right very good thanks for coming and hey you're welcome anytime just let us know and, and we'll have you on uh it's definitely a panel discussion so uh yeah you're welcome anytime jonas uh hankins final thoughts
4: uh final thoughts is that uh, the new build i've uh, <laughs> been waiting for <laughs> since the last one personally you know but uh <laughs> uh yeah michigan's coming up i'm I, i'm pretty good at michigan i like the uh Big tracks like that, you know, Talladega, Daytona, and of course, Michigan. But yeah, that was, uh, I, I, I just, I'm glad that the uh, digital uh, dashboard is coming. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it's uh, just getting better. So, uh, yeah, man. All
1: right. Very good. Uh, hope you have a good run there. Jeff Walton, what do you got?
5: Ah, ready for Michigan, ready for the new build. I uh, hope we don't get a race 22 error. And um, I'm ready for week 13. Um, I finally got my D road license and need to get up some more and try to do some endurance racing uh, with my guys.
2: Yeah, keep building it. You'll get there.
1: Carlos Fonseca, what do you got?
0: For what? All final thoughts? Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Looking forward to the next three tracks, because, well, this whole stretch here is probably the best chance I have of getting either a win or a really decent finish, so looking forward to all that, and plus, might as well mention this, as everyone knows here probably, I do these track guides every week, right? You know, I'm adding another series, titling it "I Racing Advanced Driving School, just basically the first episode was for beginners, but I'm going to get into more things people may or may not know, so if you're struggling with some more stuff, I guess I'll go ahead and get to that. Oh,
1: boy, you're a busy guy. Uh, that sounds oh, yeah. like uh going to be nice. Okay, and then my final thoughts are uh, I'm running a new paint job, and I want to thank uh, uh, the guy who painted it for me. What was his name? Oh, yeah, Justin Michael, uh, an her name, Justin Michael. Uh, hit him up on Facebook. He was making uh, paints that were gun related or gun manufacturer related sponsors and uh as you all know I'm a gun nut and uh so I asked him to make me a paint that uh references the my new gun I just purchased uh recently the Springfield Armory XDS 3.3 inch 40 caliber and uh he did that and it looks absolutely great I ran it last night it didn't bring me any luck I still got wrecked but um Looking forward to running this new paint. Of course, we got iRacer's Lounge on the side of it as well. So uh, thank you to Justin, Michael. Um, my other shout-out is to Jacob Daniel Govatos. Last week, when we put out the episode titled, It's Too Long, he won the award for saying, That's What She Said First. When we sent That's out that hilarious. episode. So, uh, I kind of knew somebody would say that when we titled it, It's Too Long. Uh, and of course, uh, Jacob Daniel Gavatos jumped on Facebook, I think within the first seven minutes of posting the episode, and he put up, That's what she said.
2: That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and then finally, uh, Matt on our team, Matt Boley. Is organizing a uh, truck series for 2017 to follow the real truck series schedule. Uh, it'll probably run on Saturday nights. It'll be uh, admined by Tofosi Racing, and uh, and so forth. So, uh, kudos to Matt for getting that started. Um, it's starting to get organized. We haven't started recruiting. Uh, but we've gotten rules together and so forth. So uh, look forward to more information on that. So with that, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we want to hear from our listeners. Uh, we actually heard from several listeners last week. So make sure to hit us up if you have a topic uh, or give us a comment uh, or that kind of thing. And we'll cover it and uh, let you guys know. So with that, we'll see you next week. See ya.
5: See ya. See ya. Have a good week. Have a good night.
0: Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.